This is the Nostal Junk Podcast, where one person's junk is another person's childhood. I'm Matt McGraw. And I'm Kyle Smith. Join us as we take a deep dive into your pop culture consciousness. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Yeah. It's almost like we didn't even go anywhere. <laughs> we still here. <laughs> Did I sleep here? <laughs> Through the miracle of social media, we have linked up with some fellow nostalgic buds in a podcast called Horror Dads, which you can guess are two dads that love horror. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) I never would have guessed. And what we thought was going to be more included in the toys episode just turned into four guys just gushing over horror. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Our love for horror. So here are some of the the highlights of that discussion. Welcome to Bitch Watch. Hi, I'm Sly. I'm Witsy. And we're two bitches watching TV. We're a recap and shit talk show. That's right. We watch hours and hours and hours of TV. So you don't have to. You can listen and laugh along with us everywhere you listen to podcasts and find us on Instagram and Twitter at Bitch Watch Pod. Is our show original? No. Entertaining? We hope so. This is Bitch Watch. Stoner Chicks. We're four friends who met through comedy and bonded through weed. I'm Grace Penzel. I'm Kayla Teal. I'm Stephanie Thompson. I'm Phoebe Richards. If you love smoking weed and laughing with your friends, this podcast is for you. Weekly episodes will drop on Fridays starting April 2nd, so subscribe now to Stoner Chicks wherever you get your podcasts. Coming to your favorite podcatcher soon. <laughs> So, how's everything been going uh, for the podcast for you guys? It's Con- it's, been, it's been a lot of fun. This has been more just for us, more than anything. Um, yeah. Just kind of going over our own nostalgia. Like, the first few episodes, we just want to get out of our system, like an introduction to us and our love of whatever, you know, got us here. So, uh, yeah. the first episode, movies, and we went into albums, shows. We did a watch along, and then this yeah, week we did watch along. Yeah, picked a real random one, that's for sure. Have, have you ever seen? That? Uh, it's actually it's. Uh, hang on one second, guys. Jamie's calling me here. All right. Oh my god! Oh, yo, what up? Guys? There he goes. Technology. Shit. The old man's figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. What's up, guys? You got three out of four dads in the room here. <laughs> three out well, of four dads. Well, one's 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 a dog dad, so that's cool. Oh, that counts too, man. Yeah, they're just as much fucking work. Yep. Yes, they are for sure. And the worst part about it is like you're oh you're so cute and cuddly, but you know you can't communicate other than barking and biting and shitting everywhere. So well, really, <laughs> that's what I'm dealing with currently with a three year old. So whatever. Yeah, I mean it's it's not much different. <laughs> so how's the show going for you guys? Good. It's yeah, a learning yeah. curve, learning process. A lot more work than we anticipated. Um, it's been fun, though. We've uh, been doing a ton ton of research, given a reason to watch a lot more horror movies, obviously. Um, yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, right? You need a reason to watch more horror movies. It's okay. difficult. But, yeah, like right now we're we're queuing up for tomorrow, uh, Friday. <laughs> we're going to do a session with uh, the guy that wrote the Walking Dead novels, which is amazing. Um, like Robert Kirkman? 
so his his cohort. <laughs> oh, uh, the Jay- novels. Okay, sorry. Yeah. 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 Still, that's 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 amazing. Yeah, and he uh super nice dude, but we've been doing all this like zombie research, like while this coronavirus outbreak is happening, and we're just like nervous wrecks all the time. <laughs> yeah, it seems like it's almost like it makes me think of the stand, like Stephen King's The Stand. It's yeah. Like, yep. The the indicators are all there. It's like oh god. Yeah, it's very similar. <laughs> What uh, what do you have you guys listened to as like inspiration? Uh, well, there's these uh, two guys called Horror Dads that have been uh, you know, <laughs> best one out there. Yeah, just gonna flog that one for a little bit. Um, but for Kyle, I think he he introduced me to a couple. I'll hand it over. Shockwave is big with me, uh, and then Elric Kane. He does the Pure Cinema podcast as well, uh, which I is pretty awesome. That one. But Kyle got me onto Shockwave. I've and, not listened to that either. I, I, the content's been great. Um, I've been listening for sure, and oh, that's cool. Uh, Thank you. Game is listening to, yeah. Weekly podcast, so that's like it's a commitment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not sure um, if we knew, or I know. I know. I mean, me. I'm. I. I just kind of show up and just talk with Matt, but Matt's kind of taking the helm on all the the editing and recordings. But yeah, like we did a, a bunch of podcasts up front to kind of get it started, and then that was a good idea. I know, but then when those kind of start to run, it's like, oh shit! Like we need to get together and (laughs) we need a new episode. You know, every week it's pretty. uh, It seems to be a pretty daunting task. How far apart do you guys live? Uh, A street. (laughs) Oh, nice. Oh, that helps. That's how we used to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like we're 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 longtime buds. We used to play in bands together, and we went to actually we met in college, and and you know it turns out our moms were friends and in work as well too, and. Yeah, it's kind of a strange. There's five years between us, and as we just found out in our like hour and a half of recording here, that the five year gap when you're into toys is just enough for you to be like, I don't know that toy. <laughs> That's our gap too, John, ain't it? Yeah, just about. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I was born in '85, so it's just enough of a gap that like when you're entering the '90s into like that wish book phase where you're flipping through the pages and you're like, oh my god, I would need that and whatever, right? that kind of gets lost on a person with five year difference. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like I played yeah, with Thundercats sure. toys. I'm sure John has no idea. Mm. I, I did not. No, I did. Yeah. Not not. <laughs> but uh, full disclosure, we spoiled it. I'll spoil it for you. Both Kyle and I, our favorite toys were wrestling toys. Our, that was our number one. But we shared a couple along the way, which is kind of strange with the gap too. Like he was, uh, you were He-Man transformers i although i enjoy it the toys portion wasn't on in my on my radar for some reason i was just more into like ghostbusters batman uh teenage mutant ninja turtles and i got into more my power rangers and then uh but the batman that was that was that was ultimate like that was so much fun but i got the most enjoyment out of the the wrestling figures because there's so many variations of them right so so what's funny is I honestly feel like I just had shock therapy because after you reached out last night, I started thinking about like, you know, I started thinking about my childhood toys, obviously since last night. And until you said that just now, that actually should probably be my number one um, because I had the absolute most of those. But until you said that just now, I completely forgot that that was a thing of my life. But I had wrestling, wrestling toys, just wrestling in general, but yeah, wrestling toys, particularly, um, yeah, I had a ton of those too. Ton. Well, it was funny yeah, when like we, the fake wrestling mat. Yeah, yeah. All that type of shit. Yeah. 
when we were uh, as we were finishing, we found ourselves as we were finishing talking about the various. All of a sudden, we would like just like you were saying, like you totally forgot about a certain toy or whatever. And all of a sudden, the end of the episode just seemed to be us going, "Oh man, do you remember the pogo ball? Or do you remember like <laughs> super soakers?" And we just started going off of all these yeah. toys from our past that we totally forgot about. Yeah, yeah it's sure. funny because I was putting the uh, kids to bed just now prior to this thinking like I wonder if there are any other action figures in my repertoire that I would want to talk about and then I was like wait a minute it didn't say action figures it said toys I just assumed action figures so then I went down that rabbit hole too and I was like well what the hell what what constitutes a toy is it that thing from like Home Alone that you could record your voice on my um, god did a yeah. whole portion on the show on that <laughs> yeah. awesome. the talk boy yeah. Yeah, the talk, the talk, the talk boy, man yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it'd be hard to promote uh, the talk boy in 2020. And no one gives a shit about your that iPhone, does it? But then I got, but then I mentioned to, to Kyle the the yak back. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Right? It was like you'd be like recording, you know, fart sounds into it and you'd just be setting oh, it off that, in your yeah. pocket in class. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, or just fart in class, whatever. It doesn't matter. But yeah. So, like, it was just it's just weird to think that the technology back then was so cool to have something to record about 30 seconds worth of content when now we have like you said phones um even non-phones like just devices just can record at any time for hours at crystal clear volume we're we're plugged into a usb mic yes exactly we're plugged into a a USB mic into something. I'm talking to someone in Ohio for free. Like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> it does not. Are you getting this, Jerry? Are you getting this? <laughs> I was loving all the uh, like Seinfeld episode. Oh, yes. Well, Seinfeld is is a current that runs through a lot of us, that's for sure. Yeah, both are number ones, that's for sure. Man, I know that you said you left it off, but I can't believe you guys didn't hit Sopranos. I know, because because yeah, then I was I was going I was back. Yeah. <laughs> I know it was going to be my top. It was going to be my number five, but then I don't know. I just thinking about I guess pure nostalgic purposes and being a Canadian, I uh, you know I had to give it up to Trailer Park Boys. You guys know sure. Trailer Park Boys oh, at all? Dude, I love it. Yeah, I was oh, loving that session, love that, that show. section of it because I love that show. So what? What of the your impression of bubbles was spot on too? Yeah. Oh, fuck, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> It's jalapeno, Ricky. The J is like an H. Yeah, see? Spot on. Yeah, that's because we know fucking people here that talk like that. Oh, I'm sure. Which is embarrassing at the same time because you're like, oh, I love the trailer park boys. And then someone's like, oh, you know people like that? And you're like, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't live in a trailer park, but and I, I don't know any criminals. And I don't know it's, someone. Oh, is that your life? And you're like, no, it's just because it takes place in Canada. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing because I realize that not all of the U.S. is the way that it's painted in any one light. Like the Sopranos. My dad's oh. from Jersey and he's nothing like the exactly. people in the Sopranos. Yeah. Like, like regionally, right? You know, like I think I think the way that Canada is portrayed is all of Canada is just Canada, not like East Coast, West Coast, by province, by culture. <laughs> yeah. It's just all Canada. Did you guys follow the format for this specific episode of doing like your top five toy genres or is that how did you structure this one? I'm going to have to say yes, but I like that you use the word format as if we planned anything. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember distinctly playing with my Tamagotchi and it dying at baseball practice. And my dad was like, what are you doing? 
in the dugout, and I was like, I'm feeding my Tamagotchi. I'm cleaning its poop. <laughs> right. I was like, exactly. get the hell out there. Put that away. And I came back, and it was I'm dead, living my was I'm so living sad. my best life, Dad. I'm trying this to prove is, to you that I'm a responsible human being. It's the best form of birth control because it shows you that you're not equipped to take care of anything. Most certainly. Well, actually, for your parents to be like, Jesus, I'm so glad we stopped with him. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying to Kyle that like when we were recapping all of our toys, I still have bins of them at my parents' house because they didn't throw anything out. Oh yeah, same. Yeah, exactly right. So like I've got the Ghostbusters, the, tur- the Turtles, I've got all the wrestling figures, everything. They're in boxes, and I'm super excited to dig the boat and show them all to my son. And he's three, and he's super jazzed about it. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's gonna be super fun. Yeah. Well, as you know, like. You, you expose your kids to something from your childhood, and then you almost feel like you're a kid again. The circle of life. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, you On, find yourself sitting there playing like they are. Right. Yeah, you're like, okay, so this is this. Okay, so this is the ultimate warrior. And so, you know, like, he does this, right? And they're like, well, and they're just playing. You're like, no, 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 the warrior would never do that. Yeah, I was just going to say, no, no, he no, wouldn't close on like that, you little idiot. Yeah, you little idiot. <laughs> Give me, I'll just show you how you fucking play with that. So I think the only toys I still have, um, like in that realm, are the ones that are horror related. I guess such the, as like what? Yeah, Resident Evil uh, toys. I remember like having the Tyrant and this little Leon Kennedy. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, and that was like way too late in life to be collecting toys to be getting those by the way no way um, no way yeah no way todd mcfarland totally banked on yeah making toys for adults because like, this 20 something is my market yeah like look, look at that so kyle and i are sitting in my lair and next to us is a motley crew you know full set that you know the todd mcfarland spawn set and I yeah. bought that way too late in life for no reason other than the fact that I love Motley Crue and it's a super cool set. Like it's them in Shout of the Devil era. Yeah, it's unboxed. You got to let that breathe. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> when, fine wine. What? When did those Resident Evil toys come out? Like during like what era of the games, or was it later? Like you said, were you older when those came out? Or well, I definitely was older when I got them. So I was probably. 14, 15, 16. So that would have been like 15 to 17 years ago. Um, they came out in conjunction with like release of the games or what? Yeah, I'm not familiar with these either. So I I would say probably like Resident Evil 4 is what really Uh, reestablished that franchise. Uh, And that that came out probably when I was like a junior in high school. So I'd say it was probably 2003, 2004 that happened. Um, So at least my exposure to the popularity of those toys and my interest in them really peaked at that point but i think prior to that i mean resident evil 2 i think is one of the best video games of all time and they would have had to commoditize that and there would have had to have been toys that accompanied yeah that's weird because i remember yeah like resident evil 1 resident evil 2 for sure those it's like those games that i would just stay up like all night playing like original PlayStation. I don't remember any of the toys from oh, it though. God, I guess yeah. I, I never collected yeah, I any of the toys from it. But uh, man, like yeah, many many 
the sleepless nights playing fucking Resident Evil, man. That's that's amazing. Resident Evil Four is probably my favorite video game of all time. Um, but yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that game's amazing. So Resident Evil Two, I just looked, was released on January twenty first of nineteen ninety eight. So really, ninety eight? I I would have said like nineteen thirty eight. Is it feels? <laughs> I know that's what <laughs> I was like it's that old. I, I would I would have thought ninety five for sure or something like that. But uh, I think that's about when the first one came out. Yeah, wow. I guess I was yeah, older, yeah. Than, older than I thought. The Resident Evil 6. Okay, this is some serious perspective. Or Resident Evil 1 came out in 1996, same year Scream came out. So, and yeah, I was probably an age where I shouldn't have been playing that game or watching that movie, but I was doing the shit out of both of those. Yeah, because I think it was funny that you said Scream, cause I, so I, I'm, I was definitely 16, because that's 96. Um, and then Scream is actually the first movie I ever snuck into with like a group of my friends uh i forget what movie we actually bought a ticket to but yeah we snuck into scream and it was yeah, the best time wow. ever yeah I, I i so wish i would have seen that movie in the Me theater too, man yeah i missed that theater experience did you see, yeah did you see any of them in the theater jamie uh no i don't think i did actually i only saw i scream feel like i can three. remember watching everyone like for the first time but it was always like you know vhs or DVD. Oh, VHS. <laughs> yeah. Make sure you rewind it before you return it, or your ass is going to get a fine. Yeah. 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 Don't be a prick and be kind. Yeah. And it's yeah. like you have eight machines back there behind you, bud. It takes you actually 14 seconds to put it in there and rewind it. Why are you going to charge me a dollar fifty? Yeah, that that was definitely the most bullshit charge ever. Like charging to rewind a tape. Are you serious? Even late fees is kind of like, what do you you know what do you really yeah. charge? It's just it's just money in the bank for them, you know. Well, it didn't yeah, help where them are they now? They needed all the money they could get. <laughs> where yeah. are they now? Like they could, they could charge me for every VHS that I didn't rewind, even if I did rewind it, if they could still exist in my mind. Most certainly, that's so funny that you put it that way. It's like, yeah, I'd actually pay good money. <laughs> Just to take be my able money, to rent Come a back. fucking piece of media. But yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like standing in a red box in the freezing cold now. <sighs> yeah. Do you guys have red, they have red boxes? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Some There's... impatient asshole behind me. <laughs> God, let me get oh, a man. That's well a stressful four. situation, man. As soon as somebody pulls up behind me, I'm like, yeah. fuck, I just like rent the first shitty thing I see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, My wife's like, why did you rent this new Resident Evil? I'm like, I don't fucking, I just got scared. Pick something. <laughs> I got flustered. I had a, went to the horse section and picked the yeah. first thing I saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And why'd you buy these chips? I hate this fucking kind. <laughs> There's someone standing on the aisle next to me. I panicked. Yeah. I just... Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, rented a movie, bought chips and condoms. What else do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love you. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> so, horror toys. Um, I had a lot of Freddy memorabilia. Yeah. Uh, I had the glove when I was, I don't know, three or five, and I loved it. I was just so mystified with being scared but being okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like like the roller coaster effect, like you want it to scare you, but you're not scared, but you're captivated by the horror, like a fantasy, you know, like much like we spoke about wrestling, like that kind of the, the escapism and, and the fantasy you know, like you're you're just kind of lost in the 
well, the mise-en-scene of, of whatever kind of universe they're creating and you're buying into it. So like, you know, I was, I was addicted to horror movies at an early age and I loved anything that was over the top. So music, movies, anything that was a characterized version of itself, of I was itself, into yeah. it. When, when I became a teen, I was really into death metal, black metal, anything that was extreme and had persona. I was the same way with movies and anything else in my life. I was just, and, and even with, I, I think back even with wrestlers, my favorite wrestler was the ultimate warrior. Cause he was, he was a living cartoon character, really. And he was a rock star also. Hell yeah. He loved he rock stars well, and that explains it. Yeah. He was the only one who had a metal entrance. Well, the rockers were my jam. Oh yeah. Rockers were pretty cool. Shot Legion Michael of doom. Marty yeah. Legion of doom, the Royal Royers. Um, Demolition, I mean, the the ripoffs, but they were those, still like cool. those early '90s wrestlers were the best. Oh yeah, like Macho yeah, Man was my personal favorite, but you know I loved everyone. Well, Macho Man was a wrestler's wrestler, you know, like like Ric Flair, like those guys were something you study. The rest sure. of them were sports entertainment, you know, like that's that's the divisive line. Speaking of wrestling, and uh, Ninja Turtles were mentioned earlier, but did did you, did you guys have either? The turtle pillows or the wrestler pillows that like the pillow was like the shape of the the character's body and then it had arms and legs. Oh, you mean a oh, wrestling yeah. buddy? Yeah, I mean oh, a wrestling I sure buddy. The Hulk Hogan buddy and yeah, I had the warrior and the Hogan buddy. Hell yeah! I just found my uh, I had a uh, Leonardo Ninja Turtle one, and I actually just this past January, like a year ago, last January. Um, bought the house I grew up in off my parents. Oh, okay. um, yeah. So like you're saying you had all this stuff in your parents' basement still. Yep. So like that became my basement. <laughs> nice. Um, and found some real gems in there. Um, but yeah, one of those items that, uh, that very pillow. Yeah, no, it's, it's wicked to, to think back. And like, once I started deep diving into like lists of nineties toys and things like that, I thought, I do remember that, but that's not my top. You know, like pogs were cool, but that wasn't my top. Oh, pogs. Toy. You know, like it was a craze, but it wasn't an obsession. Yeah, pogs were like those soaps shoes that you used to wear too, like where you could like did you guys have those like where you can grind up like grind a rail on your feet? Oh my god, no. <laughs> this oh. sounds incredible. So think of like those roller skate like shoes being exactly well no 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 not like the wheelie douchey things that's what i'm but, thinking of yeah no no you i mean, mean i still see people at like disney wearing those things like yeah. zipping down that fucking kid but yeah no no these were soaps they were called soaps and they had like grind plates in the middle of the sole no so much like you could like grind a rail on a pair of like inline skates you had them on the feet of your shoes and like i was zipping around the playground with my pogs in my pocket and grinding <laughs> slides and shit <laughs> I can't yeah, tell if that's one awesome does. or if that's yeah. lame as shit. I honestly, I can't, I can't figure it out. I'm gonna tell you right now, given my interests and my athletic ability, which my interests are weird and I'm not very athletic, it was not cool. I, I was not cool. <laughs> okay, because it's not. I, I'm not picturing it as cool. No, I was not like uh, <laughs> Artie's friend and Christine. No, I was like Artie and Christine. You're Artie, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, pre or post Christine though, because he ended up pre. being pretty. We're talking pre. He Most ended up being pretty pre. Cool. 
No, he became a badass. Yeah, no. He's cool in Christine's mind. Christine thought he was cool, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, down here, I'm looking around the room at some of my collectibles on the shelves. They're not so collectible because I do definitely open things up, but um, my son definitely likes playing with my uh, Friday the 13th Part 7 Jason, uh, which I am very attached to movie-wise. Part 7 was definitely weird, but that was the first Kane Hodder um, Jason. And that's when he really started to look like how I felt Jason should look. He became way more like person personalized and more menacing. Yeah, he was uh, more zombified, but still, but more human at the same right. time. Yeah. Have you yeah. guys watched uh, Which Three made him scarier? Crystal Lake oh, Memories, the, that documentary Crystal Lake Memories. Yes, I did. Yes. Yeah, they really go through the lineage of like who acted him in each of the films, yeah. and there's some really neat and interesting perspective on like each person they hired. Right. And it's funny too. I can't, I think I, I, I can't remember if it was the director or this is probably someone that's going to come up on your podcast a lot. Um, if it was the director from part four or the guy that played, uh, it was Jason the guy from, that played Jason who like hated Corey Feldman. Yeah. He was like, he was such a little shit. I got a bad feeling from him. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's your opinion on part five? Cause that one is not a part of the universe to me. I'm sorry. Jamie, what's your opinion? I mean, I, 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 like, I like part five. Um, it, if once you it's it's very similar to it's not the same as Halloween three by no means. But <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, just right. enjoy it for being part of that universe, like when I watch it, I totally separate the fact that it's not fucking Jason. Like okay. when I watch it, to me, it's still Jason. You know what I mean? I just okay. like totally it's because I'm not going to the theater. It's not fucking 1991 or whatever year this was released. Um, so like I'm smart enough to know that it's not, but like I can still separate myself from that and put myself in there as if it is, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So speaking from a nostalgic perspective, is that because you're attached to it from an earlier time or is that you trying to objectively enjoy it because it's part of something that you like? Well, I certainly watched it. It's a little bit of both because I certainly watched it growing up and I had no idea that it wasn't Jason. Like I never knew that until I got older. So it still has that fear factor. Like when I watch it, I can still put myself back as a child with that fear factor of like, this is still fucking Jason. But now right. everybody watches it. And like every, the only thing people talk about is like, it's not Jason. So who cares? Right. So but to me, it still is. Right. Yeah. It's the same argument for Halloween three. However, to your point, it's, it's no Halloween three. Yeah. I mean, the comparison's really shitty, but I, well, I go the other way with it. I feel like, <laughs> You're not wrong. When I think of that movie, that it, it's like thinking of my parents getting divorced or something. Like I, I feel like that's the wow. one event of the franchise <laughs> that. Fucking heavy. Wow, that that took a turn. Well, my parents didn't get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> However, did you, to, did you want to talk about it or? Let me lay down on this sofa here and spill out my uh, <laughs> deepest. Let darkest. me start the clock. Hold on. But also, guys, Halloween Five is super entertaining. If you like, or Friday Thirteenth Part Five is super entertaining. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I love with it. the whole thing that beginning with the fucking kid with the candy bar. I can't remember his name. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and the guy just starts fucking chopping him up with it. He's chopping the wood and then just, all right, I'm going to chop this fucking dude up. For just talking like the, to me too much. Actually, ang- that is the most angry human being. Oh, on just the, the most angry. Yeah. But I mean, but that movie, but does it fit? To me, I mean, to me, it does. It's goofy as fuck. Like those neighbors are goofy as shit. Yeah. But like, 
to me, it totally fits in there. I'm good with it because that whole fucking I'm franchise is camp, anyways. <laughs> so I, I, so I view the I first four, in. the first four films in my mind. That's like one, one film. It's right? a separate. Yeah, to me, that's like a trilogy. You know, okay. the four-part yeah. series. Yeah. Okay. So Those are it's kind of fitting that part best. four is called the the final chapter. To yeah. me, totally. Yeah. Five feels like a bridge. You know, For like five that. is its own thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's why I got the Halloween three thing. Because right. to me, five doesn't – you could totally pick that out by itself. There, there's a divisive culture that appreciates three as a good movie, and then there's others that think that it's a bad movie because it doesn't feature Halloween. Halloween. Yes. But unlike that, this movie features the character of Jason Correct. but not Jason. I mean they did a similar end to Halloween 4, I guess, where they give you the confusing – like, wait, is she now Michael Myers? And then heading into Halloween 5, which, oddly enough, Halloween 5 and Friday 13th Part 5, this is like a turning point that's not necessarily positive. Halloween 6 is fantastic, I think. This is the first one I saw. And Friday 13th Part 6, I like more than 5. 6 is divisive as well. I love 6. Yeah, I was going to say, like, what did you got, What do you think about... I forget now what the cult is that they, that they tried the to... The cult explain. of Thorn. Yeah. yeah. Cult yeah. Of Thorn. What, do you, what do you think of that old thing? I honestly, I pay no attention to that. Yeah. Like to me, that doesn't even exist. I, I don't give a shit about that. Almost like, like people we don't, are always trying to figure it out. It's like, I don't, I don't yeah, know. I we don't, don't care because it doesn't. Exactly. You know, it we came don't out of nowhere. It goes it nowhere. Like, yeah. Keep the formulas perfect as it is. We don't need like, we don't need every, anything over explained, you know? Ugh, yeah. No, you, you overcomplicate it. You make it like, we just want horror, man. We just want, you know, well, not, not that we that was don't like, like complex stuff, but. So the, th- this is an interesting concept. Um, having having different directors involved in a franchise. Um, what so what? A, this is going to be like a big circle, but it's going to come full circle. So stay with me. Um, one of my one of my favorite podcasts is the X Files Files. Um, <laughs> that Kamal Nanjiani did, and he was talking on that um, podcast about how season one of the X Files, like all the writing contributors didn't have like a playbook of where the show was going to go so like people that were like oh i'm slated to write episode eight would find out what happened in episode seven like the week that they were writing that episode so it was like oh shit so and so like made a a a wide left turn here so now i have to like work that into the story somehow um so similarly i think for halloween five heading into six i think when halloween six came around they were like oh i got this fucking symbol we got to deal with now so we're gonna have to bake that into the storyline somehow and clean 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 up the pieces here so i think it's really interesting though to to see like the universe that's being that that holds like multi-contributors to it uh and how you know directors and actors are required to adapt sort of thing yeah that is interesting and i wonder like also how much that comes from like studio pressure or something like I don't know. That is interesting to think about, like how that whole dynamic works. Of like, yeah, there have to be like so many layers of politics that involve production. Like, you think of like Jerry Jones owning the Dallas Cowboys, like the politics associated with like, okay, who's your starting running back, and are you going to pay him, and and this and that. Like, he micromanages the shit out of his people. Uh, And I think similarly, like you got to think of the the Akkad family. Like Halloween, you know, was their that was their thing, and I'm sure that they had serious control over. A lot of those decisions, I don't know that for a fact. I'm just speculating. That's how the Weinstein's were with the Scream franchise also. Got to bring yeah, them up, huh, true. Jamie? 
<laughs> gotta, yeah. gotta, bring, gotta bring that can of worms up. Gotta bring them up. Um, but yeah, no, I guess may, and I think that might be why I appreciate the reboot uh, to Halloween so much is like it kind of takes away. I like the idea of like starting fresh. Like maybe it just got so convoluted and confusing over the years. It's like, all right, let's just let's just go back to what everybody kind of like maybe wants and let's try to make something. I don't know, new and fresh. I guess. Yeah, uh, Jamie, what what do you think? Yeah, I'd say like if I had to give it a number, I'd say like seven and a half. It does what it needs to do. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't put it above like my top five Halloween films. No, no. I didn't I mean, dislike it. Did no, you? I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't. I don't know. I. It wasn't that scary. Um. And I feel like I did kind of like how mean spirited it was. But yeah, you're right. It wasn't like too scary. But I don't know. I, I kind of like just the I like the Michael Myers idea of just like a force. Like, remember the, the ones where he just like he runs he, like a rampage of him just going into houses and like destroying whatever's inside just so he can like hide out for you know I I don't know I kind of like that whole idea. Yeah, I think my issue with it was like how militant it felt, like with the like all the guns and all like I I don't know. I think Jamie Lee Curtis's character fucked it up for me a little bit. Yeah, I, I, like I mean, they made I love her. Like, her. A bag. like, like they made her like this maniacal fucking alcoholic Looney Tune, and it's like I don't know. But that's kind that, of what that, turned it off for me. But that trap she set for him at the end when they're they're looking down at him in the basement—that was pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, set, no set fire to him and shut the door. Everything yeah. she did with that basement was awesome. Like the house in general, like. I, I had no problem with that. Like I thought that like what you're talking about at the end, the trap she said was awesome. I think just my thing, like John said, like the militant vibe they gave her, like how she treated her kid like shit. I, I hated that. It like made her like almost a shitty character. Yeah. Yeah. I think the last great Halloween that was made was Halloween uh, H2O. I thought you were going to say Resurrection. Wait, is, H2, <laughs> is H2O Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams? Yeah. yeah. We yeah. love that movie. Man, I haven't seen that in so long. Oh, you gotta go back to. You it. have to go yeah, back. I yeah. went to th- I went to theater to see that. I was. Uh, oh, you did. Nice. Yeah, that came out. Yeah. Yeah, it was ninety eight. Yeah. too. Yeah, that was a, that was a lot of fun. That was that was really kind of, you know, like the scream era of horror. It was. Yeah. You know, and 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 you're you're right at that like the summer blockbuster of horror movies. Like, but it didn't even matter that it was a horror movie. You just went because it was one of those big franchises that lured you in with the fact that it's a long-staying force like you said like it's just it's it's not about the character necessarily it's just that it's unrelenting and it will be timeless like we we can have michael myers exist well beyond even our children it's so simple it's so simple yeah that's why like what you were talking about when they try to overcomplicate it it gets just convoluted and yeah, you could always reinvent. Like I, I will argue, yes, you could always reinvent um, Michael Myers, Jason, uh, Freddy to an extent, provided Robert England will stay young. Um, but yeah, oh god, you know, I, I am on board with him. Not to be biased because I do love Freddy, but you know, like I am on board with him saying pass the torch to Kevin Bacon. Um, but you know, like you, you have to have the right charismatic person to play such a over-the-top person like freddie but that's based off of freddie being merchandised to the umpteenth degree that he was when he was campy so is that the freddie you want or do you want freddie part one and part two because in my eyes part two is still a terrifying freddie 
Oh, for sure. I agree entirely. Yeah. We were actually, Jamie and I were talking about this earlier and how everyone gives me shit because it's definitely the one I think I've seen the most simply because it was always on Netflix like 10 years ago. But um, it was like the only one that was always on there. Yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. I just remember like when I. You're going to watch this and you're going to love it. Yeah. That must be that American Netflix, because uh, yeah, Indian Netflix, yeah. not so much. <laughs> 2005, I just recall like coming to my first uh, semester of college and just being like, I'm going to watch the hell out of this every single day. And because I feel it like, was the only one on, right? Yeah. So many films, I feel like, stuck with me from that first like fall semester of college. Like that and Killer Clowns from Outer Space, I remember watching so many times, like my my freshman year of college um the um the dead series the the night dawn day uh and land of the dead movies i just remember oh yeah 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 yeah. you know what i remember from your apartment in college the most is probably hatchet oh dude a great movie Man, like Hatchet. That's, yeah. that's Adam Green, right? Adam Green, yeah. The dude who did Frozen. Man, I watched so I watched Frozen just the other day, and that was like this my second or third time watching that. Frozen is awesome. Like, yeah, that's a good movie. I've only not seen to it take once, away from Hatchet because Hatchet's amazing too. But I just love Frozen. I need to go. I need to revisit. Wait, that. is that the one where they're on the ski lift? Ski lift. Yeah, and they yeah yeah just the three people. Yeah, that, that's I love. I love one setting location kind oh, of. Oh, you like stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. Like I, ATM. I, the what? Did you watch ATM? Oh, ATM. No. Yeah. I saw. I saw phone booth. That's right. Phone, phone booth is shit. <laughs> Did you yeah, see no, uh, P two? P oh with West <laughs> West Bentley. Yeah. Uh, man, that was a while ago. What was one that I saw? Wow, I think what was it called? There's one called like oh. Do you, speaking of tonight, a good Canadian horror film. Do you guys know Cube? Yeah, yeah, that's a I good thought. I don't, know. I don't know that. that kind of side. Like I guess a little. What's that? Sorry. What, what year did that come out? Eighty five, eighty nine. No, wouldn't be that early. Definitely ninety something. But okay. uh, yeah, more. I guess maybe a little more sci fi horror elements. Ooh, more like this on uh, IMDb says Identity. I love that movie. Yeah, oh, Identity. John with Cusack. The, John Cusack. Yeah, that takes a bad. That movie one. came out in two thousand three, and I feel like that movie came out in. 1903. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen that in the tall grass? Yes, I, I I've watched it. Because I always yeah, hear people I, compare that movie to Cube. Well, just because I Vincenzo Natale is the director and he directed Cube, I I wouldn't. I mean, I guess where there's it's kind of your it's one setting that and a lot of shifting in like time and space. I guess yeah. maybe, but I wouldn't. I don't know. I don't think it's really like Cube at all. Cube's just, it's really set in one kind of setting, whereas uh, In the Tall Grass has a lot, <laughs> a lot of different More layers going on. on. Yeah. yeah, with like that whole, like, um, what's that, like Cthulhu ish type of like ancient god type. <laughs> the, yeah, what was that? It like, gets weird. The, the Yeah, the rock and all the that. The rock in the middle, lots yeah. Lots of different layers. But that John, have you awesome. seen that yet? In the Tall Grass? Yeah. I actually started watching it with uh, my sister over at your house one one evening yeah. and i was like getting real sleepy not how much does it remind you how much does it remind you of that peppa pig episode when they're in the tall grass <laughs> i swear to god it's like they made that episode after that movie because they even do that thing where they're jumping up and like jump up so i can see you yeah peppa pig you, this is, this is the this is horror dads right now yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and also this is like just us texting each other on wednesday it's like right hey, uh, 
How about that episode of Peppa? Um, yeah. This yeah. dude, though, Vincenzo Natale, I just was looking him up. He's made some... He has a lot of credits on a lot of uh, very horror-related TV work. So he's he's got two episodes of Lock and Key he's done, which I haven't started yet. Um, Tremors TV movie in 2018. I didn't even know it was a thing, so got to look at that. Wait a minute. 2018 Tremors TV movie? Yeah. yeah. That's what, that's Did, what, are we talking about the trailer that came out in 2018? Uh, a television was... reboot of the film Tremors in which a small town is gripped with fear over giant underground worms living beneath them. Okay, that had so gotten canned or something. It got canned, and all they had was uh, a trailer episode based off of footage from what would have been a pilot episode, and it didn't even take off. And Kevin Bacon even started a online petition to get this in in action somehow. But the trailer actually looked badass, and as a Tremors fan, I wish that this happened. It's, I mean, yeah. So, so there's one review on here, and it says <laughs> the caption for the review is "really" with three question marks, and it's just this guy <laughs> going off about how Tremor fans got screwed because they've been waiting for this in very poor form to cancel it at last minute. Yeah. Well, I'm surprised that like like we have so many streaming avenues now that buy up properties and likenesses that someone hasn't invested any money whatsoever, like. Think of some of the garbage that you've clicked over that you're like, I can't believe this is a show. And and yet something like a cult following oh, with, yeah. associated with Tremors hasn't been picked up. Because Tremors actually had a, a, a TV series for uh, a short while, but it actually had more to do with plants than had to do with graboids. It was like a Little Shop of Horrors extension of... Oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Okay, so... A couple weeks ago, Kyle and I went to a screening of Little Shop of Horrors, Rick Moranis version. Um, mm-hmm. And we do so there's this like retro once a month um, group that puts it on called Thrillama. So last month was Little Shop of Horrors. And this month is Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, man. And so like they'll screen, they'll screen like whatever high edition, high def yeah, version. Like Videodrome and RoboCop and yeah, it's awesome. Oh my god. And uh, yeah, Donnie Darko a couple of years and yeah. In Cleveland called Capitol Theater. They they do a lot of stuff like that. In fact, they played a so a few years ago when uh, my wife and I were living living in Cleveland, but um, they screened like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Oh. Yeah. Wow. And it was yeah, the it was cool. Of and news? They something like that. They raffled off a pizza, and I won it and uh, shared it with everyone there. It was, like, a very cool experience. That's awesome. Hell, yeah. Yeah, we talked about turtles on the, the toys discussion, and uh, I had the pizza thrower. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle was like, oh, the discs? I was like, no, no, pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> they were pizzas, motherfucker, and they were throwing. <laughs> No, no, pizzas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so that's that's super cool. I love the retro cinema vibe. Oh. You know, like it brings up. So we went to RoboCop at uh, in the basement of uh, a brewery, and uh, so propellers oh here in Halifax. They have a full-on arcade, about four rows of either arcades or pinballs, just all in a line. 
beers are five bucks each and then steps down into where they actually make the beer. They've cleared it out, filled it with chairs, have a screen up and they screened RoboCop and it was just glorious. Yeah, that's amazing. Like you imagine, you know, like that's that's really the ideal setup. Drinking beers in a arcade in the basement of a brewery eating watching hot eating hot dogs watching RoboCop. It's the perfect setup. With a bunch of other assholes just like you. Just smiling the entire time. And yelling oh clearance. <laughs> <laughs> People, a bunch of dudes have seen RoboCop one too many times. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> what we're trying to get at is to collaborate with people like yourselves. Like you already touch on nostalgia as it is because it's nostalgia what brought you to your discussion. But, yeah. you know, it's it's the grand scheme of things. Like, for instance, um, we were talking about Goonies in the first episode. You can't have Stranger Things without Goonies. That Stranger Things is nostalgic, even from a modern standpoint. Yeah, that's a fascinating. So, one hundred percent, yeah. I was I was going to make the comment before you even started that sentence that I feel like it's a very meta concept, but yes. like this this time of life right now for me and for Jamie and for I feel like anyone that has young kids, it's like we are currently living in what will eventually become nostalgia so when you're a kid like you're just being a kid and you have like three priorities like you want a juice box you want to piss and you want to like play with toys and just be crazy right right but now you know you're smart enough to like pause and self-reflect and enjoy experiences and just understand things more holistically um but we are not we are currently living a time that will be nostalgic for us at some point in time later in life um you know god willing we live uh, long enough for that to be the case so it's like we're, we're in that time. So, like, Stranger Things is going to be a nostalgic experience talking back on it. Like, I even speak of that fondly because I remember exactly where I was. I had my uh, two-year-old sitting on my lap, like, when I came across it on Netflix. And just, like, there, there gonna be, there's going to be time after time where uh, things are going to be rooted in nostalgia uh, through the parenting process. And I think, like, we're living it now, which is really fascinating. It's also kind of weird to think about how... In the future, uh, like say when your kids grow up, or like and you and you show them strange or you show something in the future, and they'll be like, "Oh, it was like Stranger Things," and you're like, "No, it was more from ET or the X Files." <laughs> yeah. like, what are you talking about? And it's like it's like uh, nostalgia inception or something. Yeah, nostalgia inception. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple layers of different timelines of nostalgia. Yeah, that so, show in particular, man, kicks the nostalgia up hardcore. Yeah, and I don't. It's like so every don't, frame, you're like, God damn, that's Ghostbusters, or that's exactly, ET. Yeah. It, just like you were saying, yeah. They do the hell out of that. Yeah, so that was that was a talk. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you got anything out of that. <laughs> Good guys too. Like you can just you know tell they were kind of just all coming from the same place, and I don't know. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 good guys, and definitely check out their show, Horror Dads. Thank you for tuning in. For Nostalgia Junk Podcast, I'm Kyle Smith. And I'm Matt McGraw. Bye. Hey there, I'm Lisa. And I'm Agnes. And together, we are Sass and Sips, a watch, rewatch podcast. 
We want to personally invite you to check out our podcast, where we'll be discussing TV shows from two perspectives. One who has seen the show before. And one who's not so sure. While we drink a lot. I mean, like a lot, a lot. (laughs) Every season, we will focus on a new show. And for our first season, we have chosen the iconic show Lost. We hope that you will come over and check us out. We can be found on your favorite podcast platform or at sassandsips.com. If you're down for drinks, friends, and television, then make sure you listen and subscribe. Because we're down for all of it. Yes. So listen with your bestie, open your favorite bottle, and sip and sass with Sass and Sips. What's up, dudes? I'm Jerry D of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, books, fashion, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, he's got it covered. Wait, is there a lot of things to talk about for the 80s and Christmas? Well, you got the movie giants like Christmas Vacation, Scrooge, and A Christmas Story. There are TV specials like Muppet Family Christmas, Claymation Christmas Celebration, and a Garfield Christmas Special. Plus classics shown every year. You also jam out to Last Christmas, Do They Know It's Christmas, and Christmas in Hollis. But most of all, it was a time for the most bodacious, best-selling Christmas toys ever, like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Cabbage Patch Kids. Yes, them too. We cover them all, plus much more, including standard segments like Hap Hap Happiest Memory, Gagging with the Spoon, The Other Half of the Battle, and Chant with the Littles. So tune in to Totally Rad Christmas everywhere you get your podcasts. Turn the clock back and dive into those warm and fuzzy memories. Later, dudes.